HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's June 4th, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. I'm joined tonight, Jen Swartman, my favorite co-host. Two weeks in a row. All right, Blind yes. Tiger, and she's moving to San Diego soon. Yeah, my wow. second to the last visit. And we guys. got Mike Lavulo. He's at the New York City Brewer's Choice for New York City Beer Week. He won Specialty Beer Rep of the Year. Mike, it's so great to have you back on. Great to be back. And we've got a couple other in-studio guests and some calling guests tonight. So the unofficial uh, import month. But really what's going on is uh, we're talking about Michael Jackson tonight, uh, the great beer writer and whiskey writer. They said that people who knew him for his whiskey writing only thought of him as a whiskey writer, and people that knew him as a beer writer only thought of him as a beer writer. I, well, knew, uh, I knew him. I knew him. Did you meet him? Both, you met him? Yeah, many times because... Um, Back in the early 90s, when I was working at the Wing Coop, my first brew pub, you know, restaurant, bar job, and beer job, uh, he was friends with John Hickenlooper and friends with the place. And every time he'd be anywhere close to us, he would come into town and do a big whiskey dinner, a scotch dinner nice. at the Wing Coop. So is I that actually it, knew him as both. Is uh, that where you won the uh, Beer Drinker of the Year I award? did not win. I came in a close oh, second, second to that's, Warren. That's right. That's right. So I'm not going to take that title okay, from Warren. But, right. um, but yeah, that that's, that's the, the establishment. Warren, 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 terrible. But let's talk about yeah. Michael Jack and let's stick with right. that because yeah. the reason we're bringing this up <laughs> is there's two things happening right now. First, there's Savor next week in New York. Savor is flavor. There's a lot going on. And to lead month. up to that, um, we're hosting the New York City premiere of Beer Hunter, the movie, which John Richards made. And, and the reason that is a good story is that he had started interviewing Michael Jackson and doing footage with him uh, before he died. And uh, after he died, he didn't really know what to do with that footage. So he finally raised the money, and between the footage he had filmed and some footage from his old BBC series, which is from 1990, uh, he's put together this great movie. And it's going to be uh, June 11th. Check it out at goodbrasil.com. We have, we have other tie-ins. Uh, uh, Tom Acatelli, who's a, a, a beer writer that we know, his book, 
is the audacity of hops, and that's out right now, and that's a very cool story. It's a great book. Talking about going back to the early days of craft beer in America, I mean, he's, he's going back to Fritz Maytag and, and other guys in the, in the late 70s who were just charting the course. But it, it, as soon as craft beer in America started, this fellow from England named Michael Jackson was there. And, and, he, and he was documenting and helping every small brewer along the way. So you almost have to say, without Michael Jackson, would there be a, a, a craft beer movement? In America, I don't, I don't think it would be as pronounced as it is right now. Like he's inspired a lot of people. Like um, especially like uh, when I first met um, was his name James from uh, from uh, oh, what's the name of the brewery that does all the hardcore beers in Scotland? Uh, oh my god, I forgot the name of it. But anyhow, he was like he's like yeah, Brewdog. Brewdog. He's yeah. like with, without Michael Jackson's inspir- um, you know um, validation, like I wouldn't have thought to open up my own brewery and start well, doing this stuff. Yeah. I think he was also uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's given the credit for really defining beer styles for the mm-hmm. world so that then the, at which you know of course now we break all those rules if you want to call them rules mm-hmm. but by helping to define what it was that makes a certain style of beer a certain style of beer it really helped a lot of fledgling brewers really get their brains around the craft i think and so well, also you know, his, his early guides too. he really you're right about the styles he really did internationally you know he recognized certain styles in certain breweries, and I know when when Don Feinberg started Van Bergen De Wolf, he kind of followed Michael Jackson's book, and he went to Brasserie Dupont. And when he first went there to talk about importing their beer, they were two months away from canceling the production of Saison Dupont forever because nobody back then, thirty years ago, nobody even nobody cared about Saison. It. Exactly. And yeah. one thing I also learned from Tom Acatelli's book it's that. Back then, the early 80s, the two number one beers in America, it was Miller Lite and Bud Light. Mm-hmm. So forget craft beer. No. It was like we were going towards light beer. So that was like probably the dark days of, of American beer. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and the guys that stuck with it, um, some of them are here today, you know, like Sierra Nevada. Sure. But um, I just wanted to bring that up because the, the, the premiere is next week. But it's also it's, it's food for thought that all, those of us in the beer industry and, and, and all the fans out there, you know, around the country, around the world, like, just go back and, re- and remember Michael Jackson and check out his books and... Uh, there's a new series of books. Um, Steve Beaumont and uh, his other buddy, damn, the World Atlas of Beer. It's the same publisher, so they're continuing the, the series. But he really was influential, and you should I, just go look up Michael Jackson. He was also check a really out. interesting character to listen to, to watch. So I can't wait to see the film just to see footage of him because I remember how, how great a speaker he was and how you know, eloquent and entertaining. So it should be a pretty entertaining film. And, and sadly, when he died from Parkinson's disease, I think he died in 2007, yeah. it was kind of like just as craft beer was really taking off. Mm-hmm. So that to, to the, the younger people, I don't think that many people know about him right. as they should. So we're hoping to raise that awareness. So those of you out there, you know, check it out. And it's Beer Hunter the Movie. It's, it's, you can go online and you can, you can buy your own copy. You can download it. You can do screenings in your own towns anywhere in the world. And John Richards is really behind it, but he's out in Idaho. So check it out. Just look it up, Beer Hunter the Movie. And uh, that's my plug for the night. So welcome, everybody. we got uh, Mike Ravulo. He's, he's really probably welcome the, back. I the can't believe it's top been so long specialty beer rep in New York City. He's everywhere except here. <laughs> but you do. Exactly, right? <laughs> tell, tell us some of the, the brands that you've repped over, over the last um, couple of years. Because you like, seem it, to know everything about really great brews. Um, well, I... Um, I started, you know, as a regular um, East and West Philadelphia's beer rep, and uh, I've had this position for two years. We're just delving into the specialty, niche, esoteric beers. So a lot from Scandinavia, like um, Hallenburgia, um, Mikuler, Nugnia. Um, and then one of the smaller, a lot of small domestic breweries, like Nebraska, one of my absolute favorites, main beer company. Mm-hmm. Um, 
makes like my favorite American Amber or the, the Zoe. Um, the Lunch is considered one of the best IPAs along with like Hetty Topper. Um, once another small brewery that um, I actually bought a bottle of today is White Birch from Hooksit, New Hampshire. Um, we've been carrying them for about uh, a little over two and a half, like two, two and a half years or so. And what I brought is their hop session. Um, cheers, guys. Let's, uh, let's cheers. drink this. This is my thing. This yeah. one, yeah. We Who had him on the show. We've at least had him on the show once. Once That's with yours. me on here, yeah. and he was a really great guy. Yeah, what, what was great is when, when I know when Bill Hurlicker first started, he's up in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Yep. And uh, it was, it, Mike, you actually brought him to me maybe three years ago. Yeah, I think it was before I started this position. So, yeah, yeah probably three. And as a regular rep, and, and you brought him in, and we, and we tried some of his beers, and they were terrific. And he's really come a long way. And I know he's yeah. actually, he told me today that he's hosting a, a special uh, Southern New Hampshire brew fest. Yeah. So we have a lot of fests coming up this summer. There's the festival with 12% and, and, and Shelton Brothers in, in, in June, the end mm-hmm. of June. That's right after the weekend Portland, of Saver. And oh, we've we, got, it's just a no, week from uh, tomorrow is uh, main, you know, main beer company at the Tiger. There's like, I mean, Saver alone has yeah. got a bunch of events. But yeah, just like a lot of but festivals. So, so uh, Bill told me that it's. July 26th and 27th. If any of you can make it to Southern New Hampshire, it's the Southern New Hampshire Brewers Fest. And, of course, like good New Hampshire people, live for your die. The website is just initials. It's snhbf.com. And, Bill, just so you know, that's really weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> SNHBF. You can't even say SNB or it's like SNHBF. I know you're listening, but I'm so psyched. And, and, and to see him grow from just being – this is what I love about what we do is that First he came to us, he was making all the beer himself, then he yeah. had some interns, and now he's got a sales guy, and now they're doing a, a beer fest, and only in three years, so exactly. there's a lot of potential he's come a long for way. small brewers. He's, exactly. I mean, look, um, let's, let's just talk about the, the white birch that I brought today. It's Hop Session. Now, a lot of beers that Bill, make, Bill makes are really big. His flagship is his Hooksit, which is an 8.5% Belgium IPA. So his clientele last year was like, you know, Bill, we love your beers. We love the big flavor. But can you make something that's a little bit more subdued, a little bit more sessionable? Even though a beer above 5% is not considered session. I mean, it's considered session to us because we drink 7 and 8%, you know, you know, big beers all the time. But, uh, yeah, this is his hop session, 5.2% American Amber, all Cascade and Columbus hops. So you get that really nice piney. Ripe, you know. It actually resonant. says American. It says Anglo American IPA. IPA. Yeah. So I think, and it's not really. It's more no, no, an IPA that, than an that's uh, it's that one. Oh no, I know. But it's we're, still we're like, also drinking our favorite, still, the Peakskill Eastern Standard IPA. Mm. Jeff no, O'Neill, hello, buddy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so great. But no, I mean, it's it's definitely not. It's more IPA than we're kind of beer geeking out tonight. Sure. I, sure. Let me let me say what I say. So with with guys like White Birch, it's like you know, there's this growth in American craft beer. You see the numbers of brewery grow, growing in America, but when you really look at them, most of them are like nano breweries and brew pubs. So it's like every, every day almost there's a new brewery opening that's tiny, and to see someone like to like White Birch to go from being really small to you know, having it's still they're, they're small, but they're, they're really small. They? But yeah, but, but they're, they're getting you they're know, getting a reputation. They're oh, putting yeah, on definitely. a beer fest. I mean, look and that's at really encouraging. Uh, you another, know? another great example is our main beer company. Main beer company, Dave and Dan Claban have only been in operation since late 2009, and they had their. They shared a facility with Sabago, which is a brew pub in uh, Portland, Maine. Sabago. Sabago. Thanks. I always say Sabago. Um, right? And the, so they shared it with them. Um, one brewery that actually went under, unfortunately, and this does happen, um, and just right down the road from Allagash. Now, about two months ago, they opened up their own facility, 15 minutes down the road, still in Portland, Maine, but um, tripled capacity within you know two and a half years. 
You were a champion of Maine Beer Company. You I used to. Be, I mean, I've, I've, I've been going to Maine since 2010, and I'm talking to my buddies at Allagash. I'm like, what do I drink that's local? And they're like, these new guys, Maine Beer Company, they just do seasonals. And when we went up the first time was like March 2010, springtime. It, it was the flagship peeper. It was called the Spring Peeper Ale. All right, and so Mike, we're gonna do. I'm cut, we're gonna do the Mike Lavulo interview. All right, because last time we had you on, you're, you're a sales rep, and since then you've you've grown. You're, you're a specialty sales rep. You really know your beer. You've turned me on to so many great beers. Okay. Thanks, dude. First thing, what, what was your first job in the beer industry? First job, ah, L Street News. I was teaching math and science on uh, the Upper uh, West Side, and I took pictures for Tony Forder and uh, Jack Babin of L Street News. And just like went that's to a bunch of events. That's when I met Mike. When he was a photographer, he always had a camera with him. Exactly. And that's yeah. how we met each other through beer events because I hadn't right. gotten back into beer in New York. Yeah. So we were just both fans of the whole craft and, beer uh, movement and th- were attending all the events. Right. This was, I mean, when I moved here, this was like Tiger and Hiding Days where like the old Tiger closed, the new Tiger had yet to exactly. be up. And we would all hang up at Collins Bar, you know, and it was the first time I met like one of the first events was Scott Vaccaro. Captain Lawrence was only a few months old. And like the next week was Carol Stout, you know, it was just, it was yeah. amazing. Amazing times. And it's like amazing to see how this industry has changed, you know? I mean, which what was like maybe 15 or so craft beer bars is now like 50 in the metro area. Like, insane. And then, like, you know, you you, you, you go down to you, you go down to like your local like restaurant. I mean, when I started with Union Beer was six years ago, it was like August 2007. And it was hard to take those Stella lines and those bass lines and like, you know, they're just those, those crap you know, macro or imported or whatever. And now any restaurant, you don't have to be a beer bar, any restaurant that uh, opens up is like, let's, let's just be crafty. Let's be regional. You know, um, Lauren could testify for this. Um, you know, you work at, um, at Fede Saw. Joe does all New York beers there. And everything is like, you know, different and great. You, yeah. want, you want to talk a little bit about no, it? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll back here, really. But um, yeah, that's a little background on what you're doing. And uh, you're right about back when you started, it, it, it was a lot tougher. But yeah. like, for example, now, like single cut, uh, Beersmith in Queens. I was talking to Rich the other day, and he said that he's in over 200 accounts. So that's, there's there's like easily 200 places in New York City, whether they're restaurants or bars. Exactly. Yeah. And probably a thousand, but there's 200 yeah, that are serving so, you know local so beers. So the like challenge this, used know? to be that you had to like, you know, try to coerce them into giving up one of these Stella lines. Exactly. And now the problem is there are too many places that want it, so you can't even keep up like with. All the, the demand, demand. exactly, yeah. exactly, and, and and visit all those accounts and have the personal, you know, like and uh, I, relationships you want to have. And you know, when I started with Union Beer, there was one manager for all of Manhattan. Now there's like there's one that oversees Manhattan, but there's like five different managers, and there's twice as many reps and everything. It just shows you the growth of like Union Beer. I mean, when I started, like American Beer, like our great buddy Joe, like he had two reps, one for Brooklyn and Manhattan. Now he's got like five, and he's a small little outfit. Definitely, Mike. Another question before we take a break. Okay. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot. What? If, if you're going out to a bar tonight yeah. and, and you could wish for one beer, what beer would that be? One beer. Always two-year-old Allagash Interlude. <laughs> That's my dream beer. I knew it was going to be an Allagash. Two, two, two the guy's old. got the tattoo. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have an Allagash tattoo? You don't know this? Dude, show us. Come on. All right. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Yeah. During we'll be back in a few break. minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. <laughs> You're listening to Squeezy Breezy by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Keep it locked for more beer sessionist radio, everybody. Squeezy Breezy. Squeezy Breezy. Squeezy Breezy. If I had 
Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We got a great show tonight. I'm with Jen Swartman, you know, my soon to be uh, San Diego buddy. Yeah, you're a long distance. You're moving. Friend. Maybe I'll call in. Maybe I'll be like a call a, a correspondent. We, tell a us West again, Coast correspondent tell us to again Beer about Sessions Radio. Why are you going to San Diego? And, and the, I, I, I the talk beer about job this all the time. People are I sick wanna hear, of hearing I want to hear it, it again. Oh, Let's look at it. Yeah, I have good friends, talented, talented brewer. Who, uh, you know, he and his wife are going to open up their own brew pub, and I am going to go bartend for them and uh, and just see that market in action and have my feet in sand every day is the hope. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't wait to get out there and, and really, like, dig into that um, whole region with their beer because they also have – they already have fantastic breweries, and now they're going to – they have even more. I mean, they're opening up every day also. So the San Diego the, the bartender here at Roberta's is moving to San Diego. Yeah, we just found that out. Crazy, So, right? yeah, he's wow. going to get there like a month after me. So, you know, yeah, we'll start another – we'll start the little, you know, New York contingent out there. I think one of our first shows, we, we tr- said that one day we would go to San Diego and – once you move out there, I think we'll come visit you. Okay? There you go. Oh, yeah. Bring the whole show. Hey, and talking bring about visitors network. and all this stuff, you know, there's a great uh, import company called Artisanal Imports, and uh, they bring in beers like St. Fulian, Earthel, uh, Quack, and Triple Carmelite. Mm. And we have uh, Lanny Hoff. He's the Eastern Regional Sales Director. Um, but he's based in Austin, Texas. So I don't know how he does the Eastern Regional Sales from Texas, but he's on the line with us right now. Lanny, are you on the line? I sure am on the line, and I'll tell you how I do the East. It's yeah. called getting on an airplane. It's super easy. <laughs> yeah, there are those these days, huh? Yeah, so tell us, tell us what you're. How about this? I actually live in Minneapolis. Our wow. uh, our company is headquartered in Austin, Texas. Uh, that's where our office is, and then I live in Minneapolis and cover pretty much the whole country now from where I live. Wow. Awesome. So, Lenny, t- so since you're on as like a regional sales rep, tell us kind of what your job is and and some of the the main cities or states that you visit. Just give us a little overview of what it's like being a, a sales director for a, a, a import company. Well, sure. You know, that it's basically uh, we go into uh, different markets. Like I go to New York a couple times a year and work with my man, Alex Forbes. I don't know if you know Alex. Of course he's you do. A, he's a stalwart. <laughs> he's a stalwart. And uh, we basically just go around and visit guys like you. You know, I came into your place not too long ago and said hello. I think it was last year. So we'll go in, we'll do training, we'll meet with uh, consumers, we'll meet with retailers, we'll just kind of go around and shake a lot of hands and kiss a lot of babies. It's it's basically relationship building is what I do more than anything so else. Lance, let, let's, let's talk straight. So like, tell us like the four cities that you visit the most in your job. The four cities I visit the most would be Chicago, Cleveland, um, Austin, Texas, just because I go there for meetings and such, and then probably... The fourth one would be New York. So tell us about Cleveland, Ohio. Like, what's the beer scene yeah, like Cleveland. Cleveland. I'm like, yeah, wow, what, what are some bars and restaurants that you go to? 
that that well, buy your products. Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland's got a Cleveland's got a a, a chain of uh, of stores there called the Winking Lizard. Have you ever heard of this place? Well, actually, Lauren, who's sitting here in the in the studio with us, she's like. She's so excited because she's from Cleveland, so she might know in, more than we do. In-studio yeah. guest, but she's, she's going to come on the show in the third segment. Yeah, Jimmy's keeping her old for some reason. We keep she's referencing her. She's a special her. guest. <laughs> but, Lenny, tell us about the Winking Lizard. Come on. I want to hear about Cleveland, Ohio beer scene. Well, the Cleveland, Ohio beer scene, like a lot of the beer scene in the Midwestern part of the country, is extremely active. And I know it's true everywhere else, but it's, it's this deceiving mass of humanity going after some good beer. And the Winking Lizard to my thinking, is one of the places that represents the vanguard of what's going to be coming for craft beer. It's, um, it's typically, I think they've got something like 14, 15 locations. They're almost always in kind of a strip mall or retail type setting. Uh, it's kind of a sports bar with uh, pub food and phenomenal beer. Uh, the guy who runs it, his name is John Lane. I think he understands more about how to sell good beer to people than almost anybody else in the country. Uh, he's got a great lineup of beers. He takes really good care of them. Uh, he does special promotions all the time. He's got a thing called the, uh, the tour, you know, the Winking Lizard Beer Tour. If you drink all the beers on the tour, you get a, a party and a prize at the end of the year, stuff like that. But what he's doing and what he reminds us all the time is, you know, for us to be successful selling great high-end beer, we really don't want to forget about anybody. We don't want to leave anyone out. So he's got a place that's accessible to everyone. You know, you can go in and watch the game. And drink a triple caramel. Okay, sure. Go in and wait. You know, hold on, Lenny. I hear that. Okay, next thing. Okay, so that was Cleveland. <laughs> no, I actually I want to yeah. know a few of the uh, brands that you bring in because I can't say that just from my reference point that I have a whole a whole lot of experience with artisanal. You'll see. Oh, sure. well, uh, oh, okay. Probably our number one beer is a beer called Triple Carmelite. Oh, I know that uh, one. Sure. Also, yeah, it's from Bastille's in, in Belgium, and that uh, we also do Quark from the same brewery. Okay, La Trap. Trappist Ales from Holland, uh, Senflien, uh Belgian beers. We've got a beautiful beer from the Bacor Brewery called the Cuvée de Jacobin Rouge. Oh, I love that one. a nice sour beer. Definitely. Uh, we just picked up a Brazilian uh, craft beer called Colorado, believe it or not. I've heard um, of them, yeah. Yeah, Colorado. They're, they're wonderful people, and they make great beers. So we're, you know, we're, we're bringing beers from all over. We've got Mean Time from London. We've got Zuner Kolsch from Cologne, Germany. That's a brand new uh, one that came a, to New York recently, yeah, right? A whole big portfolio. Which what's the new Kolsch, Lanny? It's called Zuner. It's uh, it's probably the original. Well, they refer to themselves as the original Kolsch beer because they were the first ones to put the word Kolsch associated with the beer that was being huh. brewed at that time. Mike, have you tried that? So, I, I haven't. I've heard about it. I'm close friends with Alex Forbes, and I just, I've just been seeing it around in the past like few weeks. Like, it's pretty yeah. new to the New York market. Am I Lanny, right? I'm going to tell you what, you're, what your reps are doing. Lanny, listen. This is what your reps do in New York. Alex Forbes is a wild man. <laughs> uh, he's out there representing yeah. you guys really well, and we love him. But one time last year at Oma Gang at the Belgian Comes of Cooperstown, oh, you're gonna... he was in a paintball incident, just so you know. <laughs> Let's well, have some fun, Lanny. Come on. We have a deal with Alex that he's not allowed to actually publish very many photos of himself at events. <laughs> um, See, that's the other reason. the other side of the beer world. It's it's really like kind of like everyone's kind of like partying all the time, right? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, well, you know, the the life of a beer rep does. You know, the the frosting on the cake is uh, definitely looks like a party, but the rest of it, as you know, it's. Uh, there's a, a lot, lot of work. flour before you can make that cake. Well, I, there's a question I really want to know, because what I don't understand, 
is is how does an import company work? And I'm really interested in this. So oh, you guys have these great brands. Like I know, like when I put Triple Carmelite on, it just sells, which is amazing. Right. And right. and you guys are all around. So how does this work? I mean, how do you well, guys do this stuff? Oh, uh, it's it's actually. Um it, it's kind of one of those things. Once you get in with somebody, then you start learning more about it. But basically what we do is we buy beer from the breweries, and we transfer it to the United States, and we have a warehouse in New York, and we have a warehouse in California. Then we we take we take that beer, and we present it to distributors in all over the country. I think we've got something like 106 distributors now. And so we present it to them, and then we sell it to them, and they sell it to accounts. They sell it to retailers. And then people buy it from them. So basically, we're the we're the representative of the of the brewery in the U.S. for all the breweries that we work with. Are so you in all the? We own the beer. We sell it. We represent it the best we can. Are you in all the states? At least, you know, at least the you know forty eight. Almost contains? all. I would say that right now, I think the only two places we are not. I think I don't think we're in North Dakota, and I don't think we're in West Virginia. I think we're, we've got everything else covered. Nice. And then, Lanny, what is the Austin connection? I know there was another group that had imported yeah. Chimay for a while. Um, is is Austin, is Austin a good, like a really good beer area? Well, Austin's coming on just really strong, but what's kind of weird about Austin in the, in the history of American craft beer is that it just so happens to be where a lot of importers came from. So you're thinking about Mannequin Brussels Imports, they bring in Chimay. Uh, my partner, Bob Leggett, was actually the owner of that company until 2004. And he and I started our company together to focus on just the eastern part of the United States. And then uh, he jumped off the Madigan Brussels thing into the artisanal imports thing. So now we're working together uh, full-time since 2004. So that's the Austin connection. Basically, he was a sugar daddy, and I was the worker bee that got the company started. We like sugar daddies. <laughs> I love sugar daddies. He's a, Jen, he's a great man. You don't, Jen doesn't need a sugar daddy. But the, uh, I do okay the, by myself. Of the craft beer world. And one more question. Okay, so um, the real like story, we're, we're trying to tie this into Michael Jackson and, and you know, this, this, mm-hmm. this great American beer scene that's happened. Um, mm-hmm. We know that to us and many of us still, Belgium is still the country that most people identify with great beer. Um, right. it, I know that you became an honorary knight of the Chevalier du Foucault de Bressus. Did I say that right? That's right. A sort of Belgian yeah, brewery. Yeah, very good. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah, what is it? It's the knighthood of the brewer's mash staff. And basically what it is, it's a trade organization that's an out- outreach uh, organization that kind of identifies and acknowledges people that have served Belgian beer. So basically the... The main group is consists of Belgian brewers. They're, that's kind of the, the peak of the mountain. And then every once in a while, they'll bestow this honorary uh, knighthood on people that have been selling Belgian beer across the world. So every every September, uh, they have a knighting ceremony, and it's actually kind of cool. If you ever get a chance, the first weekend in September, go to Brussels. You can see this whole thing. It's unbelievable. Uh, they they basically do a, a knighting ceremony. So you. You're, you're brought up on stage, and they, they read a decree. You get a nice uh, parchment at the end of it. You get a, a medallion that, um, as far as I can see, its primary use is to get me free beer in Brussels, which is cool. <laughs> is that for life, dude? Um, yeah, it's really it's, wow. it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat little thing. So it's it's a, basically it's a celebration of people that have tried to promote and 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 present Belgian beer in a, in a professional way. Yeah, I've known some other knights. 
I think Randy yeah, Peel of New Glarus now and Tom mm-hmm. Peters were both knighted Tom at Peters the same too. time. Wow. Yeah. Randy? Oh. Yeah. That's great. That yeah, they had a ago. blast. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago, but forever. the stories live on. So. And then, Lanny, one more thing. So, so you're saying that as a, an importer of Belgian beer, you really feel that not only a, it's almost like a duty and a, and a privilege to be working with these brands, don't you? It's like a very special oh. tradition, isn't it? It's, it's really... It's really a remarkable relationship because they put so much trust in us and and it's 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 very much like a family situation i mean our biggest brand uh, is bastilles and you know when we go visit those guys it's like visiting your your uncles in a way you know they're they're very they're very involved they want they, they would like to be even more involved than they are they want to know what's going on with us they're they're very uh they're very passionate people and they hold us to a very high standard which is making our company better all the time wow man that's amazing yeah no i really do i think and especially again we're trying to echo you know go back to michael jackson the great beer writer Mm -hmm. on the show and we'll talk more about him next week that um there's so much good beer happening in the world but belgian has a great history man and um it does have a great history and you know the michael jackson thing is, is a funny is a funny thing because he once called me a horrible name, but he said it wasn't the worst one of those that he'd ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say it on the air. Um, you can, you can uh, say it on this air. Okay, well, here's the deal. We were, at a, we were at an event, and I had a copy of a book that I wanted him to sign. And he had just given a speech where he called marketing men dickheads. And I came up to him and I said, Michael, you know, I, I listened to your, your presentation. I just want, want you to know that I'm a marketing guy. I work for a beer import company. And so you might think I'm a dickhead. And he looked over his glasses at me and he said, Lanny, I've known you for s- several years. You are indeed a dickhead, but you're not the chief dickhead. <laughs> 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 and that's, he wrote that in my book. He actually wrote, to Lanny, not the chief dickhead, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Perfect. Was, that's great. It was a tremendously touching moment in my career. <laughs> Well, then, I'm, now I'm going to cross-promote our buddy John Richards uh, finally finished his movie about Michael Jackson. It's called Beer Hunter the Movie. And right uh, I'll tell you, you, sh- you should check it out and try to spread it in your network because um, he really put a lot of time into that. He had been uh, doing some original footage with Michael before he died. And finally, he's uh, got the movie out there. And it's basically a oh. grassroots effort. So just, just, look, just Google everybody. Google it. John Richards, Beer Hunter the Movie. Definitely check I'll, it out. I'll do it. We'll, we'll do what we can, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, you could do some tours with you know some of your beers and that. So, Lanny, thanks for calling Absolutely. in. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. Cheers. Ooh, Lord, baby. Oh, baby, can't you, can't you hear me crying? You're listening to Help Me Now. By the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network. Org. Keep it locked, everybody. Ooh, Lord. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, can't you hear me crying? Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, baby, please. So, you like good beer? Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. 
Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, having a great time. I think I'm going to have some pizza tonight, but I might have a Mangalista Port Collar. It's really one of the best restaurants in New York City, and uh, we're out here in Bushwick, man. And tonight there's a special meeting of hosts. If you like Heritage Radio Network, think about joining as a member, heritageradionetwork.org. Become a member. There's some great hosts, and uh, it's one of the best. Actually, I've been hanging out with NPR people. Let's, let's do it. HRN versus NPR. There's some great shows on NPR, but you know what? I think HRN shows are better. You know, we, we, we're, we're more relevant. We've got a lot to talk about. Somebody's going to tell me that I'm wrong, but you know what? We're right. HRN They're is the They're both best really good. Well, you are. How's that? Jen, I love you, man. Come on. They're both really good. They I are. Mean, how can, I mean, uh, it's like, yeah, you can't downplay NPR. Come on. I'm not. But you know what I love about Thank this? Thank God they exist. Guess who's in the studio tonight? We, we went beyond. We've got... We've got a specialty beer rep, Mike Lavulo, Jen Swartman. And we've got, first, our number one fan from England, Garen Backer. How are you, Garen? Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? How are you doing? You know, Welcome Garen, it, it's, it's, Thank you. we so appreciate knowing that we have fans from California, Michigan, and in England. Garen, when did you first start listening to Beer Sessions Radio? Um, so I, uh, I, I searched for it online when I started getting to a beer about uh, three years ago. Um, and uh, I, it came up in a search and then subscribed to it. And so went back and download the archive so i've listened from show one uh you know really like the shows that ray dita was on you know uh yes really God interesting bless ray. But, yeah. didn't we all yeah uh, and he talked a lot about uh, beer in england and how he, he really did. discovered yeah. his everything he knew about beer he discovered in england didn't yeah that's right yeah yeah because yeah. he visited quite a few times it was didn't a he? very special and, place and how's the him? pub culture in england these days it's okay although there are a lot shutting down you know quite regularly it's, it's difficult to have um those specialist beer bars because Unfortunately, the most popular beers are still your Carlings, you know, your Heinekens, that sort of beer. In a, you know, Stellas, they're the most the, the most popular, unfortunately, because there is still a, a, a culture of you know going out on what we call the lash, uh, you know, <laughs> and having you know a session, and it's all Stella. It's just the, the go-to beer. Well, so know. it's funny because again, re- reading Tom Acatelli, I'm going to say it, Tom Acatelli's great book, The Audacity of Hops, mm. you know, how craft beer started in America. And it was funny that it was Michael Jackson, the great English beer writer, yeah. who came and helped and coached so many American craft breweries. And now, really, the, the, the best beer in the world is being made in America. And in fact, yeah, our, totally. we have another studio guest tonight, Lauren Canelli. We know her because she's, she works with some of the great places in New York City, like Spite and Dival and Feta Sow and, and Joe Carroll's her boss. But, but you've really worked in some great places, the Spite and Dival Grocery. Hi, uh, yes. And so Hi. we know you know your beers. And we found her today. She was hanging out at the bar at Roberta's. <laughs> Yes, but I she, was. she's An one of those secret heroes <laughs> of the New York City beer world. You found me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what's what's a beer that you like that, that you would actually buy if you went somewhere? I mean, honestly, I just I'm your standard kind of. I love German beers, and so if you're gonna find me buying anything, it's gonna be like a Kolsch or a Pilsner. Um, so I I was kind of I grew up in Ohio and. Everyone was really big into IPAs back in the 90s because that was probably the beginning of the big movement of craft beers and the discovery of it. 
And I was like 16 or something. And um, at any rate, um, there was a lot, I knew a lot of people from Colorado. And uh, well, we love you, and thanks but, for coming on. We, you know, we, we get if you ever come out to Roberta's on a Tuesday at five o'clock. If you're out here hanging out, we'll, we'll bring you on the show because we love all our fans uh, and all. Now our they're going to be lining up. Oh yeah, Jimmy. please do. So Mike, like, tell us. So you brought in tonight the, the white birch uh, from Hooks at New Hampshire, and we know that Bill's doing a special festival. Yep. Uh, and. Yeah, I brought in a hop session. Another great one that I've um, really been liking uh, for, from the newest batches is um, his Belgian Pale Ale. Um, 6.8%, you know, awesome beer. But yeah, like, um, you know, really happy that, like, you know, things have been go- going up and up for uh, White Birch in the past, like, three years that they've been in business. Yeah, so again, we'll say uh, July 26th and 27th, and we're in southern New Hampshire. Actually, yep. go to southern New Hampshire. And go to the Freaking Festival. The Southern New Hampshire <laughs> Brew Fest. Again, they're so quirky in New Hampshire, it's. It's what S-N-H. else are you doing on the 26th, 27th? Yeah. I actually am getting a U-Haul, and I'm driving away yeah. on those two days. Yeah, it's Rats. cool. And then, of course, we're going the next weekend, the first weekend of August, we'll all be at... BCTC. Belgian Comes to Cooperstown, nice. which is probably oh. the best beer festival ever. Mike actually <laughs> has offered to fly me out. <laughs> it's going to be the first year you're not going, partying. He's like, I can do it, Jay. <laughs> and then he texts me later, and it's like, I actually will fulfill my drunken promise. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to take him up on it yet. It's one not, of my favorite lines we'll of all time. It. Hemingway says, "Is like um, everything you say you're going to do drunk, you should actually do sober." <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, I'm like, did I tell her that? I'm like, yeah, I could, I could pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, give us a list. Okay, yeah. T- okay, you, you, you do this stuff with uh, Complex.com and First We Feast, yep, Chris yep. Schumber. So, give us like your five top beers for summer. Oh, great. Yeah. On that list, um, you know, speaking about Kolsch's, Reisdorf Kolsch is my oh, yeah. go-to. That, that, I mean, yeah. they, they have this new Kolsch coming out through Artisanal. That's that's all great. But Reisdorf Kolsch, ale yeast, you know, you still have that effervescence in the aroma, but light, crisp, beautiful. It's a place that turned me on to is right down the block from you, Weschler's Currywurst in the East Village. And I would just get the little flutes, 0.2 liters, and just Actually, let, let, let's give a plug-in. So one thing that we've... We're really proud of doing, and this will be the fifth year. In New York City, we have this thing called Good Brazil Bars, and you go to goodbrazil.com. And years ago, with Ray Dieter and Dave Broderick from Blind Tiger, we identified you know, our favorite small And Joe. Joe and Carroll. And Joe Carroll, of course. <laughs> yep. And uh, our small, independently owned beer bars. And it's grown to over 40 now, but um, there's, there's a, we try to recognize, again, it's the small, independently owned beer bars. And mm-hmm. there's this little spot called Wexler's. It's in the East Village. And he specializes in, and, and he has some really good German beers, some on tap, some in bottle. Yep. And um, it's, it's a nice place to visit. And it's, yeah. It's, thanks it, for bringing it, that up because no it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorites. He always uh, has like Kostrich or Schwarz beer. He always has a good cold. Exactly. And, uh, and he's from Dusseldorf, Germany. So he always like, you know, has um, um, Uriga Alt or Doppelstick bottles Uriga, or draft. Yeah. Uriga, I love that brewery. Um, another great sum, summer session beer uh, that came out last year. It's one of my favorite beers on the planet. It's from um, Professor Fritz Bream, you know, who does all the historical recipes. Started out with his Berliner Weiss. Then years ago, he did the Gruet. And last year, he came out with the Grudzitski, which is a sour smoked wheat ale. Funnily enough, Bill from White Birch did a beer called the First Sparrow that they did a small little production run. Amazing Grudzitski. What is Grudzitski is, is like... Similar to a Berliner Weiss, same kind of brewing practices. You get that nice acidity from um, – um, it's, it's a wheat. You still got that nice acidity. And a lot some of the portion of the malt is smoked over beechwood. So yeah, it's 4%. Well, though The white birch was like 3.8. The Grodziski is 4%. So 
it's sessionable. We but had another can, good one too. We had yeah. it on the show from Fright Guys to Braxis. Oh, Braxis, amazing, yeah. amazing. Yes. So that's another one. They're going to be in town. They're actually going to be at the festival, the Shelton Brothers Festival. And I can't wait to have that beer yeah. again. But that style is really interesting. And um, one other one that I've I've got to mention. It's going to be good because I think um, you know how I do your Tuesday. Tastings every Tuesday at Jimmy's on the 18th. Mars uh, Stefan from Mars Brewery, which makes one of my favorite beers, the Ungespondent, which mm. is like their Zwickel unfiltered pilsner. And he should be on the you, show. You're right. I, th- I think that we're we're underselling what's going on in June. I mean, there's so much going on in New York uh, in June. First next weekend, June uh, oh. 14th, 15th is, is Savor. Mm-hmm. Savor is flavor. That's going to be awesome. But then the following week, because of the festival that Shelton Brothers and 12 percent are producing in Portland, Maine. We're going to have on June 18th, it's on, on our show too, and a special Tuesday tasting at Jimmy's number 43, Stefan uh, from Mars, who's one of our favorite brewers. And the following Tuesday on, uh, what is it, so June 25th, what year is this? Um, gosh, it's someone else. It's not 8Wire, it's Coat. Coat what? is one of their special brewers from the Czech What Republic. I was going to say is Tell both of more. those events, the reason why it's not just a regular June you know, a regular month of a lot of beer fests and, and events, because we have events all the time, all over the city. It's amazing. But both of those events, both Savor and the festival, are two events back-to-back that in the Northeast where the brewers have to be present to pour their own beers. Yep. So for Savor, that's American breweries. So we've got breweries and brewers represented in the city for that weekend, for that like week, that... Don't usually come to New York. And then the following weekend, it's not in New York City. It's in Portland, Maine, but it's very close by. All those brewers are flying in from all over the world. I mean, I think the farthest that they traveled was like New Zealand last year. Mm -hmm. But it's like, so that means they also, a lot of them will come through New York or through, definitely through the Northeast to get to Portland. So it means that we are going to, not only are there these two weekends with amazing events, but all around that through the entire month, you're going to have brewers in town from all over the country and all over the world coming in and having events and their beer is going to be everywhere and you get to learn so much in such a short period of time. No, it, it's uh, I think we forget how how great it is. This is like the heyday of craft beer. Sure. But also, a shout out to um, Sheldon Brothers. Thanks so much for putting this together. I mean, the last two years that you've really like kicked the beer world on their ass. Mm-hmm. This is like the best. That's festival. why I stayed yeah. until the end of June. I was thinking about leaving in May. I'm like, how the hell can you leave no, the East Coast right. before all of this happens, <laughs> exactly. Jen? That's well, silly. So, well, Jen, are you going to go up to Portland, Maine? For I the am. Festival? I'm going to actually. Yeah, when I come back at the end of the month, right before I leave. I am going to be able to talk to you about everything I see in Vermont and Maine because I'm going to rent a car in Burlington, drive it through, see Prohibition Pig, visit those guys, brew with Lawson one day, a spruce tip beer. Going to go to Barnard and get to see Dave in his natural habitat in Vermont with the Worthy Burger and the new place he's opening, the Worthy Kitchen that's under construction. And then I'm going to work my way over, hopefully visit Smutty Nose and Dave Yarrington and then end up in Portland, Maine for the weekend for the festival. Mm. So it's like my last little East Coast hurrah before I come back and load a truck. some brewers... That'll be at the festival that you we would like to meet, or I, mean, I know oh, you wow. know all of them, but who? No, would you, I don't. Who no, would you the, like that's to meet? And suggest to other people to check out. Well, of course, Stefan is a, is a friend, but I mean, yeah. Jean Van Roy of Cantillon is another friend who I don't get to see very often, and he really just doesn't get out of Belgium much. When his brewery is in the brewing season, yeah. he's working seven days a week, and he's got a family. Wait, so for the Cantillon guy is going to be in Maine, yeah, of course. As yeah. is Avon what am I Beats doing here? from Brasserie de la Seine. Thank you. I was just. And, I, was I mean, there were some amazing. I met. I met so many great people last year. Even uh, play, there are actually some like. 
Jester King, uh, Ron Extract, who is the brewmaster Jester King out of Austin, is going to be there because they actually have a Shelton connection, Jolly Pumpkin. All those guys come in for that what? festival. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I mean, doing my a, daughter's fifth grade graduation. I love my family. I got I'm sorry, she just mentioned Yvonne Beats from De La Sen, and uh, we just opened up a He's beer last great. week. Yours, uh, the uh, Kuru Oni, which is his uh, collaboration with Luke, who just left Judy CL, 7.2% black IPA. But just to go back it's like to the summer Japanese se- black IPA. Yeah, yeah, but to go back to session beers, um, one of my favorite beers in the world is De La Sen's Taras Bulba. That oh, I yeah. mean, you know that That's beer cheer, really well. And Yvonne is one of the that. most knowledgeable yeah. people, <laughs> exactly. in the, uh, especially when it comes to the categories of wit and saison. That's what he's known for. He's written chapters of books. So you're going to go to a festival where you actually have a chance to talk to this really nice guy who knows so much. And if you, you know, so if you have any questions from about his beer or about history of beer, he has so much to tell you. It's, it, I mean, it really is an extraordinary opportunity. Yeah, and crush yeah. some uh, premiums with Strumkey too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't hurt, <laughs> Mike. I know, I know you, got, you guys are in, when you're beer insiders. Please use full names and, and tell other people. Oh, okay, yeah. So Brian Strumkey of From, Stillwater. Oh, Stillwater. I, I also want to make sure that we do premium. mention twelve percent because it's not just Shelton Brothers. The festival is a joint effort, and while twelve percent importers is Brian Ewing, and it's very small. Um, they are they are uh, working with Shelton on many levels, and they bring in. I mean, Brian has brought in some other amazing beers that the Sheltons didn't bring in. Oh, so we want to also mention. Okay. I have two new favorite them. IPAs. One, Peekskill Eastern Standard IPA, a local guy, Hudson Valley, the superstar brewer in New York area. But my other favorite IPA is uh, okay. I'll say Charleston, South Carolina. Who knows a great brewery from that area? Charleston, I- South Carolina. Well, guess what? It's Westbrook. Really? Oh, we Westbrook just had their stuff at uh, Blind Tiger is, last week. It's really awesome. It's my other favorite IPA. I didn't know where in South Carolina, and but yeah, it's that's right interesting. just outside of Charleston, and they're in, they're distributed by 12%. So. Sounds good. Okay, let's ask some more questions of the beer experts. Okay. All right. So um, let's pick another brand. Local option. Uh, what town is that brewery in? That's in Chicago, isn't it? No. Jen, you win, baby. I don't know. You yeah. know what? Right. I, I know of them, and yeah. I really can't say that I've had had their stuff. Yet. But the, the other one, you mentioned Jester King. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read, that, I read about that in Beer Advocate last year. I met yeah. him last year at the festival, and yeah. he was really a really yeah. nice guy. And saw him again, at, oddly enough, at the Trappist in Oakland. And he came up to me and remembered me. And uh, so, you know, I see him periodically at events and things. And his beer, I remember... A lot of people around the festival were saying, you know, because you kind of bump into your friends and say, okay, this is overwhelming. There's so much great beer. Who do I need to pay attention to that I might not have, you know, been in contact before? And everyone was sending people to Jester King. So they're a really great up-and-coming Austin brewery. And we were talking about Austin before. So, And I, I will say one thing. I'm going to talk about politics. Uh, this past spring when we were in uh, Washington, D.C. for the Craft Brewers Conference, one thing that was interesting was that because D.C. is a federal district, they don't have any state uh, liquor laws. It's pretty So incredible. basically they said that anyone that is licensed to brew in any state in America, as long as they're up to date on their fees, can, can ship to, to D.C., really? which, which is well, pretty sense. amazing. So it's something to think about. But going forward, one more question. We've got Garen Backer, our top fan from the U.K. Garen, we're, we're going back to summer beers. Yeah. It, 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 forget what's going on now with Stella and Heineken, but in the old days in England – 
Think of some of your favorite small breweries. What beer would you like to drink this time of year as, as end of spring coming into summer? Some good English beers. Um, I like uh, I like a London Pride, anything by Fuller's. They do a nice sort of uh, Discovery Ale, which is nice and light, especially for the summertime. It's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a nice beer. Um, meantime, do a couple of lighter ones as well, mm-hmm. not, not as heavy as their usual brands. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd go for it. They're pretty safe bets, I'd say. Right. And what about you, Mike? Um, I, not, know you know some... I mean, it's, it's not it's not from England, but I, I, Scotland's considered part of the UK, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got to say, uh, Harveston's Bitter and Twisted is one of my yep, favorite session meals yeah. of, of of all time. You know, just considered a blonde ale, but they use this one hop called Herzbrucker, and it brings forth this like lemony honey aroma, and it's just it's absolutely high five, a, a Mike. Beautiful. And then last one, Lauren Canelli from the Spite and Dive of Fetisau Group. What what would be a good beer that you would like to drink in, as summer's coming up? Um, or vodka. Lastly, well, I, get a chance to. <laughs> I actually have a weird one to throw out there, and, it, and it's the Black Pilsner Spice Schwartz, and the, I always like that one. It's a nice and little Schwartz Pils. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Jen, you. Well, we were talking about peak skill before and, and the amazing uh, talent of Jeff O'Neill, who we've had on here many times, but uh, his Simple Sour. That's just a great. It's a Berliner Weiss style. It's not a classic Berliner Weiss, but it's just. Super for a hot, humid day in exactly. the northeast. Yeah, it's just refreshingly bright, you know. Yeah, and yeah, awesome. And and you know what? This is a great show, Jenner. Are you going to be on next week, or when are you moving? Well, no, I'm actually I'm so next confused. Week, I can't understand this. No, next next Tuesday, you didn't ask me to be here. The following Tuesday, I'll be up in Vermont with Lawson, and uh, and then the following week, I'll be here the day before I pick up a U-Haul. Nice. Yeah, so right. it's kind of, and, and then, then we're going to go, oh, and then after that, hopefully if all goes well, we're going to um, go to 508 Gastrobury in Manhattan, back in like the Tribeca area, and uh, hopefully Chris and I will be able to launch the collaboration we did a week ago, which is a, a double IPA that he was oh. like, Jen's house of hops, and I go, no, we need to slash the house <laughs> and call it apartment of hops. Nice. Amazing. So <laughs> Jen's apartment of hops should be on tap um, after we get off off the and show it, and everyone should come see us and drink the beer and hear his music because his band plays that night at Gastrobury too. Awesome. Jen, you're a rock star and, and if anyone's moving to San Diego, look up Jen Swartman. But she's oh, still yeah, in New York. Just knock on the door. Hey, and, 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 <laughs> I want to talk about beer with you. <laughs> and we have some events to plug. So. Find her on the beach. Guys, <laughs> do you have your tickets for Savor in New York City yet? This premier food and beer pairing event is not to be missed. Go to savercraftbeer.com. Just so you know, last Thursday I went to a pre-saver event at Brooklyn Brewery, and Sam Collagione from Dogfish Head was there, and, and Steve Hindi hosted it from Brooklyn Brewery. And they were like, oh, man, we're so worried. We've only sold 80% of our tickets. I was like, guys, you're in New York City. It's like 80% of the tickets two weeks out. You're going to do fine. They're so, going to sell out So there's tickets fast, still available, yeah. but just trust me, they will sell out. So get on it and check it out. And if you want to get your game face on, again, leading up to uh, Saver, our friend Sam Merritt at Civilization of Beer is offering some great classes, including a pre-Saver boot camp at Jimmy's number 43 on uh, June 13th. So go to civilizationofbeer.com. Also, again, I'll plug on June 11th, Beer Sessions Radio and the Good Brazil and Beer Nation show. We're partnering uh, with a Beer Hunter the Movie, and we're doing the New York City premiere. So if you're in town on June 11th, come out to an anthology film archives. The ticket's only $10. You're going to get broken beer, some new Radiant Pig, and Saison de Pont, and some food. But uh, again, it's, it's, you're going to check out the, the special 
new documentary about Michael Jackson. So check it out again, goodbrewsteel.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrews.com who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. And again, thank you everyone who's in the studio tonight. We've got Jen, we've got Garen, we've got Mike, we've got Lauren. And thanks to our special interns, Maggie and Justin. And uh, hey, thanks so much. I'm Jimmy Carboni. To our producers, Jack Inslee, Brio Connor, engineer Joe Gallarraga. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.